That's two dollars too much. <laughs> two dollars. I want my two dollars. You stole four minutes of my life, and I want them back. <laughs> I just waste them anyway. Honest, open, and vulnerable may contain adult language and material that is not suitable for listeners under 18. This is a stream of consciousness podcast that delves into an eclectic mix of topics. Audience discretion is advised. Hello, you're listening to episode 101 of Honest, Open, and Vulnerable. My name is Scarlett. I'm Matthew. And I am Ryan. Um, we definitely encourage feedback and for you to participate in the discussion. An easy way to do that is post a comment on our website, hovpodcast.net. And you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash honest dot open dot vulnerable. And you can, can find me on Instagram at Colonel underscore Tux. And you can find us at HOV Podcast on Instagram. And also you can find my blog at inscarletstorm.wordpress.com. Or you can find me on Instagram at the Fuchsia Lady. And we can be reached via email. Our email address is hovpodcast at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail at 231-846-8420. And I can be found on Instagram at Matthew Scribbles. And episode 101 is coming to you live from Studio Irony. And live is only as live as soon as you are consuming it. That's very true. <laughs> so we uh, Ironic, isn't it? <laughs> so we do have a couple of uh, announcements here first um kind of well i've got a bit of a patreon update so i am i am working on stuff in the back background kind of to kind of get everything set set up and all that um so uh we're kind of got a bit delayed because of mental health uh, challenges Personal issues. Uh, yes life yes. happening stuff <laughs> happening behind the scenes that yeah. you know kind of gets us all from time to time yeah exactly um so yeah mental health day had had to be taken <laughs> <laughs> so um but re- rest ass- rest assured we we are we are work working on it um so um it it is happening just slowly <laughs> and also i announced that uh we now have a well, well, you don't exactly have a page on Vimeo, but we have an account on Vimeo uh, upon which we we will be uh, starting to upload video. So I had recently dis- discovered a, a, a program that takes a back background image and a an audio file. Um, I think it just works with MP3, and then makes a video of that. And so we've so I started post posting those on. Vimeo and um, right right now we only have the first two um, there uh, because of uh, li- limitations in uh, as far as how much you can upload with a free with a free account so 
once again, Patreon. <laughs> so what exactly, Ryan, when someone goes to our account on Vimeo, what are they going to be, uh, what are they going to see? Um, they're, they're going to see our first two episodes with, um, it, they're two different, like, back background images like wallpaper kind of kind of stuff um that they they're uh they're com- they're um creative commons licensed and we're allowed to make any mo- modifications or you or use it for a uh a commercial release even though we're not making money on it but it it, al- it allows us to to use it without having to worry about like copyrights and all that so um and then it it shows a uh a waveform well not not waves but like bars like equalizer kind of thing of of the sound that's coming out <laughs> so so you'll see how we sound like I guess <laughs> quite literally, I, I, yes, yeah. that's an accurate description. <laughs> Maybe we may not be what you would see in terms of who we look like as in human form, but right. at least what how, how we sa- how we look like as in waveform. <laughs> so what what was your your uh, first? Re- I, I forgot what was your first first reaction the first time you saw it. Well, the first time that you uh, previewed this, I thought, wow, this has a very Knight Rider esque feel to it. Very much like I'm looking at the at the uh, voice synthesizer box for uh, for Kit the car, with uh, how the the uh, the bars uh, modulate themselves, and as and as a, uh, a Knight Rider fan, I thought that was a, a pretty uh, nifty little touch, even if it was unintentional. But I thought, like, wow, that's that's pretty neat. That's cool. And it's actually a an open source uh, pro- project that uh, that that made it. Um, it's not like I, it's not com- commercial or or, or anything. I mean, I didn't pay for it. Um, but the. The this is the name of the of the program audio dash visualizer dash Python. Obviously, the name was created by a programmer. <laughs> so with with very limited um, create. It's not a very creative title. No, it's not. It's a very. It, I can tell it's somebody who's very um, mechanically inclined. Maybe not mechanically, but. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very a very technical. straightforward name. It's yeah. a very technical. Yes. Cool, technical. If Matt had named it, I'm sure he would have some really creative title. Yeah, um, that's what I would have done. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have thought of it. I wouldn't have thought of it either. Um, Wavethingy.net. <laughs> yes, exactly. Ryan may have thought of something like this, but... Um, no. Barthingy.net. <laughs> Barthingy. <laughs> But anyway, and it just seems really like really a technical description. Yeah, description. yeah. It's a description, not a name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the name is the description anyway. So, so I will I will uh, put a put a link to to this in the show notes. Um, their project's posted on GitHub, and so you I mean if you want to contribute, for instance, if you can think of a better name than audio visualizer visualizer Python. Then by by all means get in contact with them and make some suggestions. <laughs> so, um, but it is an act, I mean it's an active development. Um, if you're if you're at all familiar with Winamp and the Visualizer uh, Milk Drop, um, 
There, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I just glazed over. T- my eyes just glazed over. With okay, okay. Um, it's the it's the one when I'm when I'm sitting sitting at at home at my computer just listening to Grateful Dead music and it shows this weird kind of flowing thing on on the screen okay. that that's Milk Drop. Okay. So, <laughs> but I know that, but. Our audience may not know what that right, is. But but, anyway. Well, audience members of a now. certain age who uh, were familiar with Winamp at a certain point near the turn of the century may understand uh, may understand that. Yeah, and Win and Winamp is a very uh, a, a very uh, popular um, music uh, media player program. But anyway, I said that because at one point that. Um, uh, Miltrop was uh, was open source code, so people grab grabbed it, then named it Project M, and so the people that are making the that made the audio visualizer Python pro- program are trying to find out, trying to make it work with Miltrop. So instead of seeing just a background image and the and the bars, you actually see like the title plus the animation of milk 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 drops. So I I think that would be would be a cool thing to see. And maybe in future releases it might come out like that. Exactly. Yeah, it may it may give give you that give you that option. You you know, drop down it's like static image or project M. they can't say milk drop because now now that's but but anyway they're they're actually using project m's but okay i'm getting in the weeds here so come on Again, back come on back my eyes have dro- <laughs> glazed yeah, sorry, over sorry. anyway <laughs> so i will i will post a link to our our videos on uh in in the show notes um i just thought that you know, we we're, we don't have any. We're not on any video plat- platforms, and this is a the doing doing this doesn't like add too much to my workflow. So I feel perf- perfectly fine just put just putting it out out there. Um, it's, I I, de- I definitely want to um, use like use video go- going forward, like video of our of our studio while we're recording it. Hint, hint. Um, but that that would require require a lot more work (laughs) then then yeah however contributions made via patreon may make that work exceptionally easier and more possible for more audience engagement so yeah so yeah (laughs) subscribe and keep and uh follow along so (laughs) because without you advancements like that are not possible exactly so anyway, I just wanted to. Gosh, was that, was that pandering or what? <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, no. Uh, no. Maybe that's a too strong a word. Shilling might be more. Of okay. A, yeah. Or busking. I like it. <laughs> sure. Why not? <laughs> so, in anyway, so um. So yeah, not not too. Um, this this was like, what, like may, maybe a couple couple weeks ago where you where you switched on or what? Well, before we get to that, okay. I'd really like Matt to share his Matthew scribbles if he has one he'd like to share. No. Oh no! Really? No, not today. No, not today. Okay. No, not no, no, no. <laughs> Are no. you kidding me? Okay. Well, 
after not hearing from you for months <laughs> on your projects. And then the damn burst. <laughs> so go to Instagram at Matthew Scribbles and see what he's been writing because um, he's been writing a lot. That's all I'm going to say. Yes, there's there's been a there've been a lot of new things. Uh, so for those who may be uh, following a little closer to the feed, you may have noticed that there was a new theme that I kind of snuck in uh, on the down low uh, called uh, Musings at Midnight. So I've decided to take a different approach to, uh, to my writing for the month of August, and I'm trying to do something that is in poetics very, very... Uh, on at first blush very simple and it's just it's known as a uh, couplets two lines okay so uh when you're trying to pack in a lot to two lines it's very very challenging and for those who have seen more of my recent stuff uh well not even recent stuff that i've done for some time i've done a lot of rhyming and usually in three stands of form sometimes maybe two where I'm telling a story. To do that in a couplet, that can be a daunting challenge, especially if you're actively trying to not rhyme and still tell a story. So spending a little bit of time, you know, uh, with, you know, alone with my thoughts, uh, just trying to do something small but something that may be a little bit more thought-provoking to uh, just get some thoughts down on paper and well paper i guess being <laughs> uh, a misnomer with instagram being all digital but i want to be very clear that this this is not quite what bedtime stories is bedtime stories is supposed to be more more of more uh, it's supposed to be less less poetry more storytelling musings at midnight is very much poetry even though it's just two lines in couplet form and i don't want to call this throwaway poetry it can look like it's throwaway poetry with only two lines but if uh it's very um you get a message across a mood um, food for thought. Um, cause I've been reading and there've been a couple of times where I just had to stop and think about what you were trying to say. So two lines or not, it's really it makes you think, well, I'm going to pick your brain. Uh, which, which one was the one that you had, a? Uh... All of them. I don't have it in front of me, so I can't tell you exactly, but... Okay, you weaseled your way out of that one. <laughs> well, I will, tell you, I will tell you the one that got me was okay. the one, the most, one of your most current ones. Okay. About being careful about... Something about being careful about what you... Ah! There it is. <laughs> that one. <laughs> Matt just shoved a phone in my face. Okay, so... <laughs> I wanted to make sure that I was on the same page. So yes, I, yes. I thought... It was that one. Okay, yeah. so the yeah. one that she's talking about for everybody listening, be careful whom you sentence. There may be guilt in your contempt. So that that was the one that, mm -hmm. that got you. So what was it about this yeah. one? Um, just... Um, karma's a bitch. Yeah. 
first of all. And then just not, I took that two ways because I think that not being too hard on yourself is another way that I took it, which I don't think that's the way you meant it. But that just that line about be careful who you condemn, look in the mirror. I mean, are you passing sentence on yourself for something you shouldn't be, mm-hmm. or you you don't you don't have to? I mean, I took it that way. I I took I took that direction and ran with it, even though I know that's not how you meant it. You meant it exactly how you wrote it, and it had kind of an angry edge to it. Well. Uh, that's an interesting. Uh, that's an interesting observation about how you can turn it inward on yourself, and that's something that I certainly didn't look at. But it certainly is appropriate to to use that more in terms of self reflection instead of saying more in a precautionary tone of others who cast judgment upon other people. And the other thing that I thought was, people who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. That was the other thing that came to me. So. But that one in particular, I probably thought about that for several hours after you, I read it. Because hmm. it just that one line about be careful who you pass judgment on. And it's not just outward, it's inward too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're all our own harshest critics. And mm-hmm. you, know, you got to give, your, you know, gotta, you gotta give yourself a break. Because mm-hmm. if you don't give yourself a break, who will? Exactly. So exactly. absolutely. There's... That's a, that's a really interesting perspective to have on that. Certainly not one I, in the moment, was uh, trying to convey. So that's that's great. Right. That, that's definitely a great uh, alternative to uh, alternative view. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's all well. It's all in the beholder. Right. Right. Know? And everybody, <laughs> I think that that different people's. Like, if you follow somebody on Instagram, I think that everybody gets something different out of the same thing. Right. And I have not been writing in my blog just because I can't – I think I'm making it too big of a deal. And I need Mm. to kind of pull back and kind of maybe try something a little lighter than just trying to write – something heavy does that make sense it makes perfect sense especially and i can relate i can relate to what i've been trying to do because as i've been trying to i put a lot of pressure on myself to put something that's not for lack of a better term you know half-assed out there so when you you get caught up in your head about trying to write Mm -hmm. something or quote-unquote air quotes produce something Mm -hmm. you're you're going to defeat yourself if you just get way too far down the rabbit hole in your mind. Oh yeah. So, and then you can't crawl out of it. It's yeah. it's like impossible to get out of it. And it's kind of, it's weird because when I read your stuff, I'm like, why can't I do that? Because I'm not the same kind of writer you are. So I always try to take a little inspiration though, from what you produce in particular, because you do. It's it's like it's like an inspiration. It's like a shot in the shot in the arm. Thank you. Whether I do anything with that on as far as words on paper, not necessarily. But I try to like have a creative outlet. This is so dumb. I color. I've discovered adult coloring books. It is so this is such a stupid thing. But it's my zen, but it is creating something. 
It's, mm-hmm. it's, it is a creative outlet. It's just one that I'm not used to because usually I have words and it's just, so I've been condemning myself for not writing. And so I think that that, that just kind of hit me that, you know, be careful who you pass judgment on because it's not, it's not productive sometimes. Usually isn't. <laughs> there, there's something to be said about passing judgment. And then there's something else for being held accountable. I think they're two different right. things. Yeah. There's something, um, I read a lot of Terry Pratchett, Discworld. We've talked about this before. And right now I'm reading um, The Truth. And every time, I, every time I look at it, I go, The Truth and The Truth. But anyway, you guys do it so much better. But anyway, <laughs> the whole thing is, is that um, there's a character in it, Death. And he's passing, you know, he's he's coming to take somebody who has died over to, he's going to leave him on the, on the edge of a desert. And he has to crawl across the desert with nobody but himself. And whatever he believes is going to happen to him in the afterlife, that's what happens. So he says, well, there's no justice. And he says, of course there's no justice. There's just us. And I just, I've I've kind of, you know, I was playing on that too, that that's very much the case is that you don't always get that. You don't always get, um, vindication on something that, you know, when you're, when somebody has done something to you or whatever, but passing judgment and seeking revenge is such a counterproductive mm-hmm. thing. It's very human very human but so i just i just started kind of mulling that over in my head we talked a little bit about this in show prep about revenge Mm -hmm. and vindication uh and ryan you made a very apropos star wars reference for that (laughs) Uh, that's the path to the dark side (laughs) (laughs) but there's something to be said getting not vindication but getting bidding getting um Getting validation for something is not the same as being getting vindi- being right. vindication. Right. So there's a but there's a fine line sometimes between vindiction and validation. Right. Or getting getting justice. Getting. I was trying to write my uh, my uh, introduction that's on the homepage, and I was trying to redo that because it was so outdated. And I was talking about social justice or social social injustice and how I really consider myself to be a advocate for especially women's issues. But when you stop and think about it, that's every issue is a woman's issue. Every issue, every social, every social issue is a human issue. So right. not separating it out that way. So I, I don't know. I just that that one line just kind of hit me and I've been mulling it over. So, yeah. Well, thank you. I'm glad that I was able to give you something to turn the wheels. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anytime you get my mount, you know, get, get the hamster on in my head to get on the wheel and actually move, you're doing good. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe I'll do something with my writing in result, you know, in regards to that. So, 
and it can be as simple as just writing two lines because mm-hmm. sometimes two lines really can tell a lot of different stories and the, your interpretation is a story which I never would have seen as the storyteller right. to share. So that's... Well, I don't think like normal people. <laughs> but no, I mean, I'm, I'm deeper than I appear. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so anyway... Thank you for sharing that, even though I know you didn't really want to, and I kind of dragged it out of you, but thank you. Well, the the Musings at Midnight is something I'm kind of doing for, I, I really am writing this for a very specific set of reasons, none of which I'm going to discuss at this point <laughs> in time. But uh, in a way, it kind of harkens back to when I used to write in high school, and I wrote as a release. Mm-hmm. So... A lot of the stuff I have been writing now, especially before I started Musings at Midnight, and I was writing in very simple, very, in some ways, very explicit uh, lines. Mm -hmm. And it was definitely very violent. It was uh, very graphic and charged. It was very raw, I think. Yeah. So... To go from that and say, okay, I can keep coming at this, but I'm going to burn out. I'm going to burn out creatively. I'm going to burn out emotionally. I'm just going to burn out. But to try to do the same thing in two lines is it's essentially like just trying to do a hard 90 degree turn after going 180 miles an hour and then suddenly you're just at a steady 13 going from a quick sprint to a leisurely stroll. You're still covering ground, but at the leisurely stroll, there's more detail. Mm -hmm. It's not about speed. And I think you can be more selective in what you're conveying or how you're conveying it. Because there's... Okay, when when I... There's something that in my creative process starts out with literally emotional, mental, psychological, whatever, vomit on the page. And then I have to kind of sort through it and choose what I want to keep. But I have to get all of it out because if I don't get all of it out, it it never goes anywhere. And then I'm just turning my wheels for no reason and then I don't do anything with my writing. So... That's my creative process, part of my creative process of doing that mental vomit. Okay, I've gotten that out now. What's left and what can I sort through? So I think that when you're doing two lines as opposed to what you've been doing, you have to be a little more selective. And it never hurts to vary your approach. It doesn't hurt to vary your style. It's not unlike my approach to uh, National Level Writing Month coming up soon. <laughs> oh god it is holy yeah, shit yeah, in like three months do you realize just so you know there's only like it's, it's almost september yeah three and a half months left in this year just thought i would point that out <laughs> that makes you tremble in your boots uh, anyway okay so <clears throat> um anyhow what i was going to say about that was <laughs> it's not a all that different from my approach to national novel writing month where i would pick a different genre every year and try to work on something new and something different as a challenge. 
this is essentially the same thing, just working in poetics, just going from a lot of wordplay, a lot of rhyming, a lot of, uh, especially in the in the pieces I had put out there leading up to Musings at Midnight, very raw and uh, unfiltered. And now it's uh, very simple. And thankfully, I'm glad it's been thought-provoking for you. Mm-hmm. And hopefully other people have uh, approached it the same way. Uh, so it's just trying to do something new, something different, but also expressive mm-hmm. in its own in its own way to say, well, you don't need to write line after line after line after line after line after line after line. But you can do two lines and tell the same story or maybe even a better story than one where you have three different stanzas, five different stanzas, long form. Um, however you want to say. There's multiple ways to tell a story. There's multiple ways to interpret it, too. Yeah. As you have shared. So <laughs> yeah. that's that's great. And I, I, I must say, uh, I applaud you for uh, prodding me to discuss this. <laughs> Even when I've been, I was a little loath to do so. Yeah, yeah, I'm good at that. Well, I just know that. I think it's worth just mentioning when you're doing something as often as you are right now, and as varied as it is. I just think it's worth mentioning that you're an awesome creative force, and I don't think that. I just wanted to mention that. So I mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm certainly not going to turn down such lofty praise. So so thank you for that. Yeah, well, I'm your friend. So, you know. <laughs> you you have to say it. I get it. <laughs> I have to say it. No, no but, um, and that's one reason why we would like our your feedback. You know, are you, you know, we want feedback from our listeners too and how they feel about how they might interpret the same thing or right. Yeah. And I don't even know who among our listening audience might be following me. So we don't even know. Yeah. I would like to know who might be out there. Maybe <laughs> we can have a conversation. Maybe we can trade ideas. Maybe I can show you my gratitude and give you a personalized piece. If you are a Patreon subscriber, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'll, I'll, I'll do it for free. I'll gladly take your money, but <laughs> if you really want to be nice, but you're always nice, so. And moving on. Now yeah, you can go yeah, where you were so, going. <laughs> so, yeah, this, this, this is borderline off the rails here. <laughs> anyway. That's been this podcast ever since day one, so. <laughs> all right, so. We go off the rails all the time. Episode 102 will be from Off the Rails Studio. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> So so yeah, it was, I, I think it was about like two year, two years ago that um, you would like two you, years you, or two or months. Two. <laughs> Edit. two no no no. <laughs> it was like two weeks yeah. ago. Where um, it, well, you tell the story much. Where, well, where, yeah, turned on NPR and it was like yeah. a it was like a month ago, and I I oh. I have really worked really hard to avoid. Any hearing anything about Doctor Who, 
Spoiler. The new series. Or the new... Yeah, yeah. yeah new the series. New, series yeah. 10. Because we haven't we gotten there yet. We have Ryan yeah. and I are working our way through series nine right now. So... Or, no, no. We're, we, we're, we're done oh, with we're series 10. 10. Excuse yeah. me. We finished nine. We had just started 10. No. Or or at at the time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah at the time that... She, okay. All yeah. right. Sorry. You're doing... Um, anyway, so <laughs> I was... But I was in a drive-thru getting food, and I had NPR on, and NPR just blurted out something really major, and I can't unknow it, and I'm so pissed. So I got to thinking. I subscribed to a magazine service, and they had Entertainment Weekly, and it had a big cover story, no warning, and blurted out a major spoiler for Game of Thrones. So... I just got the thinking that mainstream media needs to knock that shit off because <laughs> it's really annoying for some of us who are a little slow, right? A little slow to the table. I started watching Grace and Frankie. By the way, by the way, highly recommend it. And I had heard some really good things about it, but no spoilers. There were well, there was a little spoiler, but nothing, nothing major that like earth-shattering about the plot. So. There's a way to do it by saying, hey, you know, all NPR had to do was say, hey, if you don't want to hear this, cover your ears. But it's because I think what happened was that um, that same day or the day before, um, BBC had made an announcement. Mm-hmm. So they just assume everybody read the announcement and everybody already knew about it. So they just were blurting it out without any warning. And it just... Anyway, it was just annoying more than anything. And it's not the first time. It happens a lot. And I just wanted to know, how many other people are really annoyed about this? Well, when I became aware of this specific Doctor Who announcement, I was like, wait a minute. When did this happen? And this, I, I remember when uh, Peter Capaldi was announced as the 12th Doctor. They had a you know a huge to do about it. They made oh, yeah. an announcement and saying, "Hey, we're going to have this this broadcast." It was a big live event, yeah. And for this announcement, I found out on Twitter. Uh, so same thing. there was no, from what I knew, no warning forewarning from the BBC saying, "Hey, everybody, we're going to be having this major announcement for Doctor Who at this time. Please tune in so we can have this news to share. Right. Well, and what, what's, what's, what's funny about BBC is they've always been so guarded in the past about major Doctor Who announcements, not letting anybody, you know, putting a gag order on their, on their yeah. cast, basically. And then just to announced that with no fanfare and then the mainstream media thinks it's open season and i just there are some of us who have purposely kept ourselves away and it was everything i could do not to blurt it out to ryan because i was like okay one of us should not be spoiled (laughs) but I'm spoiled, so I think you should suffer too. I mean, that was part of it, but I didn't do it. I I kept it from you. And I do appreciate that. And I'm going to keep it from you. But it's just the point. The point is, take into consideration, not everybody wants to know in advance. Right. 
There's something Or even about... after the fact, because maybe we're a season or two behind you. Right. Could you give us a little warning? Well, I mean, <laughs> well, speak, I mean, to kind of make call back to Game of Thrones, the most recent episode I've seen was the season finale of uh, season four. Right. I haven't, I haven't even started right. season five yet. And we that was like, what, two far. years ago? <laughs> well, and then I was reading, I was reading a, I read like People magazine and I read like In Touch and I read entertainment magazines. And they just have this little, they have this little section. I can't remember what magazine it is because I don't pay that close of attention. And they have a section where it's like, okay, things that celebrities have said this week, okay? And one of them, a certain character on Game of Thrones, which I won't name, um, made a, made reference to his death. And I was like, really? And who killed them? And who, and who oh, killed geez. it? And I was like... Okay, you can't unknow that. Right. And all they did was try to read a stupid quote, and you just and it was in reference to his character being killed off by this other character. And I was like, you didn't need to say that. You could just say he said this about his role. That's all he needed to say. You didn't need to go one step further and ruin it for me. So anyway, I was I'm not a, happy. I was a really big fan of Tom Blow. That's who we're talking about, right? Uh, sure. <laughs> That's the guy. Am I or am I watching? Am I watching the right show? Game of Drones. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder nothing makes sense. <laughs> that would explain it. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That, that probably explains a lot of your confusion yeah. about life in general. Mm. How many shows are you watching that aren't the right ones? Well, as someone who well, uh, it, it, it depends on who you ask. Because <laughs> well, if you ask certain people, they'd say, "Oh, he's not the right wrong, now." <laughs> not the wrong, but different. Different. There's no such thing as wrong, because anybody who takes the time to create should have props, even if it's bad. Even if it's bad, they still. You made something. You made something which is more than what I did. So <laughs> I can't criticize you, one artist to another. But yeah. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. So so yeah, we're um, I I I, inter- I inter- interrupt inter- interrupted you to kind of talk. About no one needs to know what TV habits I have. <laughs> 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 Clearly, I'm watching the wrong show. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. I I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> so. I'd be curious to know how many other people out there. Are get aggravated about the same thing or yeah. is it just me oh no because there's a pattern i'm really pissed about game of drones now what the hell <laughs> <laughs> actually i want to see it now so you need to tell me where i can find it <laughs> see different perspectives you know different <laughs> you know it is, it is kind of funny how it, it wasn't very very long ago that if you had um if in order to get get uh kind of like more quote unquote inside information you know kind of find find information kind of like the the like behind the scenes stuff or what or whatever that you re- really had to go searching for it yeah like, mm-hmm. yeah everything and, that had was such hush hush don't ruin it for people don't well well not i mean i'm i'm 
talking like pre-internet. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, like you had to subscribe to magazines. Like you had to right. subscribe to certain right. magazines and all that. Yeah, exactly. Right. Boy, that takes me back. Right to like a. Um, I feel old now. I mean, <laughs> Professor Midfield's uh, in-depth soccer analysis. Right, for, right. You know, three ninety-five for the first five minutes, and then you know, five ninety-five for the next ten minutes after that, or whatever. Legitimate eight hundred numbers. Let's get this straight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eight hundred, not nine seven six. And then, and to go to go so quickly from that to getting ten different, uh, t- uh, ten different trailers, right? That, that pretty much show you what the entire movie is, right? And then have a <laughs> have an an audience who then picks apart and deconstructs each second each frame even Mm -hmm. of a new trailer or a tweet or Mm -hmm. something that maybe a a blurry shot from a set of a prop or Mm -hmm. someone who was rumored to be on the set and what part they may or may not have in the production that they went to go see well i mean i'm not talking about that i'm talking about the 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 actual creators of the art being so much more being so much more revealing when a lot of people really aren't asking for it <laughs> the other thing speaking of the media okay now i i make no secret um i subscribe to texture.com which is a really great magazine service um in my opinion if you're into that it's it's electronic it, it it comes electronically rather than paper trail um i find it cuz after i read something then i don't want to throw it away because i don't want to be wasteful so then i end up having boxes and boxes of magazines which i'm never going to read again you know that kind of thing so i went to this electronic thing and i i make no secret about reading gossip magazines mhm they're cheap entertainment. You, you, yeah, you, me, you okay? mentioned that earlier. <laughs> okay, I laugh at them. But I love it when you have two magazines that are owned by the same damn company. They have the same informa- They have the same stories in the magazines, almost identical. And then they contradict each other. One says, oh, this couple's divorcing. And this other couple says, oh, no, we're having a baby. I mean, it's stupid. It is so dumb. It is so dumb. And I just want to say that the mainstream media in general... I think really has lost touch with their audience with what journalism. And I know, okay. I know that gossip that's, a, that's I think is the term that's been used very liberally here. Yes. Right. Right. I'm using the term, to, but you know, look at the, look at the history of print media. It's just, I think it's gotten or print media, media in general. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's evolved. It's devolved into something. Lowest common denominator. Exactly, exactly. And I can't say much because I buy into it, but it just, I, I also know, I know that it's pure fiction. It's nothing, it's gossip. And gossip, I hate, gossip serves no purpose other than cheap entertainment. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's interesting how, there's so much highbrow stuff. There is highbrow stuff out there. There is good quality stuff oh, yeah. out there. Look at um, 
One that I've gotten into is New Yorker, where they have yeah, that's a, a wide one. variety of topics, and it's it's in depth stories, and it's it's. Would you say that that they write on an eclectic list of topics? Kind of like <laughs> we perform on I'm an not, eclectic I'm not comparing <laughs> us to the New Yorker. Oh. Yeah, Let anyway. me just... <laughs> anyway, oh. I'm I, done. I couldn't help it. Okay. My point is, the media, <laughs> I think, terrible. has really sunk um, over... Because I think that we have, because it does, it appeals to the lowest common oh, yeah. denominator. Exactly. And it's really unfortunate. And yet I can't say a whole lot because I'm one of the, I'm part of the problem because I feed into it, but I know it's all opinion. Talk about fake news. Um, you know, it's just um, not everything out there is um, quality. Let's put it that way. But there is quality out there. And again, it's all about creating. So I can't, Hey, you wrote a mag- you wrote a magazine piece that I don't even write my name for a week. So, you know, it's it's just a you can't really criticize it. It's a different it appeals to different a different audience. I each, think each there's product. definitely room for criticism, but mm-hmm. uh there's uh I guess in a way you you have to be no matter who you're writing for or what platform you're writing on, you're either writing for your audience, whatever audience you're, you're trying to hit, not necessarily lowest common denominator. I'll take a little, I'll take a right. little issue with that mm-hmm. and, and challenge that just a bit. Okay. Uh, Cause let's say that uh, Tom Blow, uh, Leaves Game of Drones and goes to Game of Groans, and it's. A... Uh... But <laughs> Game of Groans catches on while Game of Drones goes away, and then it be- he becomes a recognized star of the show, where maybe his acting in Game of Drones was highly criticized, and whoever is covering him from, let's say, some tabloid magazine who was following his career from when he started on Game of Drones and then went to Game of Drones and became this this star, mm-hmm. that person's writing gets picked up by People Magazine. Right. Right. Something that's a little more established, maybe a little bit more reputable in certain ways. So yeah. then... Do you does that person still get the same kind of criticism when they now that they're writing for People magazine, even though they were writing for a tabloid? Or mm. do they get a pass because, oh, it's People magazine. They're they have a reputation. I think it's a little of both because I I have read, like, let's take the New Yorker, for example, where there have been celebrities who write in. Like Jeffrey Tambor, he did a um great article last not this week, not this last month. It was it was last month, and it was it was very. Um, I was surprised about how intelligent he is, very prolific. But he does, he's not a writer; he's an actor. So you could take that, and then you have. A couple months ago, there was somebody, a journalist, who wrote about human trafficking. Totally different, flair, but you have a celebrity. 
and then you have an actual journalist. I enjoyed both of the pieces just as much. And he's a com- he's a comedian, so it was a comedy piece, a humor piece. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't. It was kind of you could call it a fluff piece if you want, but I think just as much energy went into that piece by that particular person as the journalist who wrote the really newsy story. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. I, I watched a TED talk a couple of nights ago by Dolph Lundgren that he gave a couple of years ago. What do you say? I will crush you. It's funny you mentioned that because he he talked about his life growing up in Sweden. The man actually had a scholarship to MIT and he studied and studied and studied in university and uh, just tried to get all the scholarships he could growing up to go to MIT. He became a bouncer and had a, uh, had a relationship with uh, the, the singer uh, Grace Jones. Oh, wow. Interesting. And he made the decision after getting to MIT that it wasn't for him. So he left MIT. And the whole crux of his, uh, his TED Talk, it's not very long, maybe about 15 minutes at most, uh, talks about uh, being able to come to terms with yourself and who you are. Because he he was uh, he had a very uh, he had a very troubling childhood growing up, mm-hmm. so he had to learn how to forgive his dad for the abuse that he experienced. But his dad, as he said, was one of the smartest people he ever knew. So mm-hmm. he was able to recognize that he needed to uh, work on himself, and that we as people can help each other out too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought just because when you see Dolph Lundgren, you, you see Ivan Drago. Yeah. You don't see all the other stuff that came before that character. Mm-hmm. And you don't expect someone mm-hmm. who looks like him to have oh, yeah. that physique, that right. That air. I read to, an interview by him and he's very, he's very well spoken, very well spoken. Yeah. But just you would, yeah. You don't expect that. You wouldn't expect that out of out of someone who has that reputation, if right. you will. Yeah. So it, and I don't, I don't even know what it was that I think it was just because I was surprised that he gave a TED talk, and I was like, well, what's I it? know. <laughs> okay, so that got me curious as to mm-hmm. what what does this celebrity have to offer. And then he gave a very empowering message. I strongly suggest anybody who's listening to this go find it on YouTube and watch it. It really, it it, it really is, it really is something. It's very, it's very short. Like I said, it's not a huge amount on your time, maybe fifteen minutes, but it is definitely worth it. I'll definitely take a look. I just, I wanted to mention something. Um, that came to me while you were talking just a minute ago had nothing to do with anything. But did you did you hear Harrison Ford was giving an interview because he's um, the run, he's doing a repeat of is it the it's not the Running Man it's the other one Blade Runner yeah Blade, Blade Runner yeah sorry had run in the title I love Harrison Ford I followed him since I was a little kid so just. Um, so he's doing that. He's doing an Indiana Jones movie, and he's doing 
the Star Wars franchise. So they asked him, are you trying to reinvent yourself in every genre you've ever done? And his his reaction without even flinching was absolutely. And I just thought that was it. That was very, you know, he can't speak. He doesn't just mumble into the mic every time he has an interview. Unlike you think he does, Did, yeah, Mr. Ryan. Yeah, he does. <laughs> so I just wanted to say, celebrities can surprise you. They I can. Guess. Yeah. So They can. And it doesn't, but everyday people telling their story, that's one reason I read people is for the stories about the human interest stories. Mm-hmm. About people. <laughs> about people. Imagine that. Um, so, you know, I don't know. Just. Um, so what's the name of this magazine? <laughs> People. F you. Put the fun in no. People. P E E P H O L E. People. Okay, I don't have no, no idea. I, I think that's a different magazine. I have no idea why we ran with that whole Good grief. best media crap, but anyway. Well, the other yeah. thing I did want to talk about is I read an article in, give me a second, because I don't even remember where I read it. Not people. <laughs> it wasn't people. No, it was people, actually. Faces people? of heroin. Not peephole. People. <laughs> oh, people. No. Not not your. <laughs> Those are anyway. the people behind Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is a serious topic, and I think that... Uh, all right, let's get it together. All right. Mm. Anyway. Okay. All right, let's grim up. All right. So I was reading... Anyway, I was reading The Faces of Heroin, and then on... In Time Magazine a couple weeks ago, they had an article about the anti-antidepressant. And what they're doing is they're taking people who have really nasty depression that nothing else treats it. And I'm talking, you know, nothing of the known treatments are working. They're using Ketterman, Ketterman, um, which is a party drug known as Special K. Um, it's an to, animal tranquilizer. <laughs> but the thing is, it only lasts. It, it only lasts for seven to ten days, and some people get less than that. And it's six hundred dollars a pop. Good grief! So they're trying, and it's just it's it's they're doing it in a um, it's in the trial stage right now. So they're trying to see if it would help people who really nothing else benefits. Um, last year, maybe the year before. I heard about how they're using meth to treat schizophrenia to get the when nothing else works. So I applaud science for trying different things, but must they try something known to be an addictive substance? Right. I don't understand that. And it's like, and yet we need funding for marijuana. Which is no. I, I was, was going to say I that mean, that same funding like, can, can we, go can, right back they into try marijuana that before and going see, to ketamine. <laughs> and it's 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 legal in some states. So I just don't understand priorities. It's who's going to make the most money. I think I really do. But pharmaceuticals. It's kind of like we were talking the other day, Ryan and Peter and my girlfriend Poppy. We were playing Cards Against Humanity, and we were talking about who in the hell. What possesses you to pick up a toad and lick it to see what would happen to get hallucinogenic effects? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, how do people 
think about, hey, let's use a party drug to treat depression that's known to cause depression when you come off of it. It just doesn't make any sense to me. So I mean that that's like that that's like taking like a few Percocets just to try and take a thirty minute nap. I mean it's it just seems it overkill. just seems yeah yeah it just seems like you're that you know you're putting na- nailing up a wall but you're using a sledgehammer. Well, and I get it because <laughs> these are these are extreme cases where nothing else has worked. So I get it on the one hand, but on the other hand, it does it's just. I, I think who's yeah. going to make out on it is the insurance companies or the, not even the insurance companies. No, pharmaceuticals. It'll be the pharmaceutical yeah. companies. So it just, um, does it really help? And I don't think, I think you're hindering. I, you don't treat, you don't treat an addict. You don't give it a recovering addict Vicodin. Every goddamn di- doctor I had until I got the one I have now. Um, you find out the root cause of what's going on and find a better solution. For seven years, I went to seven different doctors telling them about my fibromyalgia pain. All they did was throw Vicodin at me. I'm a recovering meth addict. Not helpful. Not helpful at all. Gave me amitriptyline, another really nasty drug that makes you hallucinate and do all kinds of weird things. Not helpful. You know I could score some? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Ha, ha, ha. I'm kidding. But anyway, <laughs> my point is, I just, it, 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 I understand that the, the opioid addiction has become such a big issue. And this is separate. This is separate from treating depression. But it's become such an epidemic that we're having to try different new, nothing we've tried is working. So... I get I, I applaud I applaud scientists for finding different ways, but they need to play smart and I don't think they're being smart. That's just my that's my opinion. But what they are doing is they're treating they're teaching librarians how to use Norcan, which stops a heroin addict uh, a heroin overdose. Because homeless people, addicts, go to the library stay there, and then they're overdosing in the bathrooms. So the librarians are being trained for something they didn't sign up for. Right. Our, our <laughs> but it's a, necess- it's a necessity. I understand that. That's separate from using such radical, weird methods to try to... I, I, that, it's not very helpful. That's no. my opinion. These sound, so, these sound like very... Harsh methods, right? Harsh yeah. on the body, right? Yeah, methods, right? It's kind of like my dad when I was when I was little. They, I had a detachment disorder, and probably they thought I might be autistic because I did not socialize. I did not play well with others. You put me with other children, I would bite them if they got into my comfort zone because that was my. Hey, you're too close, but I didn't know how to verbalize that, so I would just bite them. I got sent home from kindergarten <laughs> because I bit a kid. Um, just stuff like that. Um, so they had me in a special kindergarten for children with social issues. They taught me how to be around other children and be around adults and be, I mean, simple things that 
other kids just naturally pick up, these children had issues. Um, it was either that my, my, my dad was told to put me on lithium and he refused because he said, I'm not going to put her on something she has to be on for the rest of her life when it's not, she's not old enough to make that choice. She's three. <laughs> I'm not going to condemn her like that. So I think that where we've come as far as treatment of mental illness has come a long way. Lithium is a very, um, it's not used very much anymore. Um, it's still used. I have a friend who's on it, in fact, so I know it's still used. It's just not the first drug you try. So I, I just, there's this dichotomy of are you helping or are you hindering? Mm-hmm. Are you part of the problem? Or are you part of the solution? And if you're not part of the solution, you are the problem. Part of it too is that right now with the science available, is science doesn't really know any better right now. Right. So mm-hmm. right. in and 100 I, I years, it's that like using, may change. Not, maybe even 10 years it'll change. Using metformin. Metformin is used to treat diabetics. They discovered it actually, it also helps act as a fertility drug. Now, how, would, how they came to this conclusion, I do not know. But so I think trying different things, you're going to get different results. But just the whole using a known, really nasty substance yeah. to treat something that's already nasty in itself and isn't going to be lasting just is a waste of time and it doesn't help that person. It actually hinders them. They can't afford it. They can't. And it doesn't last. I don't get it. I just don't try something else, but using meth to treat schizophrenia. Who came up with that idea? Came up with that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I, I just, Yeah. So I just don't get it. But but yet there are people who swear that it helps them. Well, if you're an addict and you're in denial. Isn't that a river in Egypt? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so anyway, that, yeah. I think we're done for today. <laughs> <laughs> you're, I, I can't argue with that. <laughs> yeah. Got to go watch the next episode of Game of Drones. <laughs> I've done. I've done the math. I want to know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> I've done the math, and yeah, <laughs> you get. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> I'll just hit this button. If you still are listening, thank you so much. <laughs> yes, yes, we do. We definitely appreciate everybody that listens. Um, we we do appreciate all all of their feet feedback and so please post a comment on our webs website or using the what, uh, I forgot to ju- okay so please post post a com- comment use that uh, found on our website um, and you can also subscribe to us on iTunes Google Play or tune in.